three, two, one. Welcome to the Peaceful Truth Podcast, where we talk about everything from feminism, feminist issues, and more. You are joined by your co-host, Megan Hoharts and Fancy Meekbeck. Hello. Hey, it's been a long time. I know. <laughs> we missed you guys, and I missed you as well. I missed you too. So, <laughs> we skipped a week for a reason, though. We were in India. I was in India. So I did did just ask this to you off camera, but um, how were you adjusting to um, the time difference and like coming back in jet lag? Um, I think that I'm just like super grouchy, just in a really bad mood. Um, it's hard coming back to the real world, and. Um, Partially, I we flew back to Texas on Thursday, so I got back to Seattle on Monday and then had to turn around and go to Texas on Thursday, so it was just a lot going on, um, yeah, and I'm not in the best mood right now, so I apologize to everybody involved. <laughs> I'm sorry. This might not be the best time to interview you about India, but maybe it'll get you back in the happiness of, like... I think that, yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely would be a good thing. (laughs) Good. So you went for a yoga retreat and kind of what inspired you to go in the first place? So, um, what inspired me to go is that basically Rob and Melissa, who are my yoga teachers, uh, Melissa is my teacher that teaches me harmonium. And so they have gone to India for the past two years, uh, probably actually three or four themselves, but then have led yoga retreats for the past two. And they take students to Rishikesh, which is the birthplace of yoga. So what better way to dive in and learn more about yoga and the background of yoga? Um, It's definitely, Rishikesh is definitely what they call like a, soft introduction to India so there's a lot of westerners there I mean it's definitely like definitely really really India still like it's still like you're in another country in another world actually it kind of feels like another world but Rishikesh um definitely has a lot of western influences too that's really cool um so do you feel like what was the culture like? Um, like, what was it like being there? Uh, did you learn a few things? Oh yeah. I learned so much. I can't even tell you how much I learned, but, and the culture is also really hard to explain too. Um, but like some things that I can tell you guys to try to explain the culture would be, um, it's a very extremely spiritual culture. So every single night at six o'clock, they have this thing called RT, which is a ceremony. So um, it's a ceremony um, to the Hindu deities and the Hindu gods, specifically to the one that they worship the most, which is uh, Shiva. Um, so it's all about devotion and spirituality. Um, there's a lot of ceremonies and there's a lot of devotion going on in Rishikesh. So that kind of gives you a little bit of an idea, like, Everything is driven based off of ceremony and based off of devotion and spirituality. So it's really different than America because that's kind of on the back burner for us quite a bit. Um, Whereas there, it's like six o'clock on the dot, there's a ceremony. And that's just 
like at this particular temple that we visited. So take into consideration like all the other temples and all the other um, Hindu uh, practices that they have. So it's kind of like a lifestyle rather than like, a, oh, it's Sunday at 10 o'clock. From 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, we go to church. Like that's not the case in India. It's very much ingrained in day-to-day life. That is really cool. Did you see, like, was it beautiful there? I just picture, like, the most colorful place on earth. Like, so many gorgeous outfits um, that you see online, at least. And then you see, like, really cool, like, animals there. Like, did you see any of that? Like, what was, like, the literal environment like in, I guess, like, the weather and stuff? So, um, the town of Rishikesh, um, you can think of it like a small town, I would, but still big because there's lots of shopping, there's lots of restaurants, there's lots of, um, there's no like skyscrapers by any means. And then the shopping isn't like in shopping malls. It's more just like shops line all of the streets. Um, and then the retreat center that we were at is outside of Rishikesh, probably just like, it's like a quick five, 10 minute cab ride outside of Rishikesh. And so it's more in, um, like, rural area so um we were surrounded by mountains we went down to the river every day and meditated and sang uh sang songs um which they call kirtan um so we were the retreat center was outside of everything we were by ourselves very secluded um and then we would drive into town when we wanted to go shopping or whenever we went to any of the temples um and so I think that like the weird thing is I don't like to use the word like dirty versus clean because that was a lot of what we were talking about every day was like how different our cultures are and how Westerners come to India and want to fix everything and they want to feed all of the starving animals and save all the dogs and feed all the cows that are walking around and pick up all the trash because we're used to like this like pristine environment where we take our trash and like, you know, put it in a bag and tie it with a bow and act like it was never there. And like the Indian culture is figuratively and literally like the opposite. So like there's a lot of trash on the streets and there's not a good system for getting rid of the trash. And so, but that also sparked a lot of conversations about like, who am I to say what clean is or what dirty is, or who am I to say that this cow isn't being getting, you know, the proper nutrition or this dog looks like it's starving. Like who am I to say that that dog who lives a full life on the streets doesn't have as good of a life as Hannah. Like, it's just like opens up your mind into like, what Westerners consider clean and consider the right thing to do. And then it also opens up the conversation of like, who are we to come in and fix everything? So um, I think that the culture there, I mean, there's no other word to describe it besides like the town itself isn't the cleanest thing you've ever seen. And there's really bad pollution and there's really bad, like I said, trash problem. Um, and there's cow poop all over the place and you have to watch where you step because there's cows everywhere. Um, and then like a quick five minute ride and you're in like this most beautiful, like serene, 
green mountains, river, um, super clean. And so like five minutes, it can change the landscape completely. That's insane. That's so cool. Um, like, would you recommend to other women like to, you kind of traveled, well, you traveled with a group, but like, would you recommend women to like tape a leap of faith to experience another culture like this? Like you kind of just did it on a whim. Like, would you recommend that? Um, I would definitely, definitely recommend men and women getting exposed to different cultures, especially different cultures that are so different than our culture. Um, I wouldn't recommend traveling by yourself. Um, so I always had at least one travel companion, which made a world of difference. I was never scared for my life and I would like walk around during the day by myself. Um, but my travel companion always knew, okay, in three hours, we're going to meet at X spot or whatever. Um, so I would highly recommend exposing yourself to other environments, but maybe have a buddy to do it with. That's perfect. So you kind of like went on this yoga retreat and it's been like an experience and a journey for you to be a yoga instructor and very like deep experience for you overall. So like going to India and doing something that's probably on like a yoga instructor's bucket list to yeah. go to like where it was founded. Is that what you said? Yeah. The birthplace of yoga. Would like, how was that? What was that like? What were you feeling? Um, it was really interesting to be there and to see all the different ashrams that they have and all the different, I mean, just like left and right, you would walk past like 10 places offering yoga classes. Um, I think that the West has like filtrated quite a bit into Rishikesh. So, I mean, I think that, um, was I getting like the most authentic Indian experience? I would say yes and no. Um, yes, meaning like I experienced all these different things, but no, in terms of Westerners, like, okay, if I was in a room with like 20 people, like two of them would be from America. Whereas like the rest of India, I would have probably been like the absolute only person that's from the West. So I think that it was a really, really good soft landing into the Indian culture and into the yoga culture too. Um, I think to go back to your question, yoga there is a lot more focused on the spiritual and the devotional side of things, whereas yoga here is much more focused on the workout and on um, the asana practice. So I think that that was a huge difference that I noticed. I mean, we could go like, a whole day without doing like down dog, but yet we would do all other aspects of yoga. And so I think that their yoga is so much more than a physical practice, whereas we've flipped it and made it so that yoga is a workout. <laughs> so what do you think about that? Did you like the spiritual experience? Because your classes are more of like, like what's the proper word? It's like leaving my mind right now it starts with an r what restorative. restorative so do you feel like that kind of helped you as an instructor because you kind of focus in that similar path yeah definitely and i think that that is my favorite part of yoga um so i really enjoyed we, like i said we went down to the river every day and meditated for like a good 30 minutes so i did really enjoy the fact that hey 
you know, my culture has taken this and transformed it, formed it into a workout. Um, whereas getting down to like the roots and getting down to what it really means, there's so much more to it. And so it was cool to learn um, other parts of it and to be surrounded by people who also understood that yoga is a lot more than sweating. Right. Well, that is so cool. Um, was, did anything like huge happen in meditation or like, you know, you see eat, pray, love, like the stereotypical things. Um, you see all the beautified versions of those experiences, but like, did anything profound you feel like changed in you when you went there? Do you feel like it was a life-changing experience? Anything like that? Any moments like that? Um, I think it was definitely like a culmination of a lot of things that made it a life-changing experience. Um, do I feel like I'm a different person? No. But do I feel like my life will never be the same? Yes. And I also feel like I meant I'm going to go back. Like I'm already thinking like, okay, where am I going to go in 2019? And um, I think I'm going to go back like multiple times in my life. Um, I think like the biggest thing is something that I mentioned earlier where like going back to this whole like who are we to judge other countries and other cultures and who are we to define black and white or right and wrong or clean and dirty. Um, and then we also got into this whole conversation about how we created these terms like East and West, like, you know, we're the Westerners and, you know, we're the pioneers and we're going out there and saving the world or, you know, whatever we think we're doing. And like, we also defined like East and West. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, we split ourselves about, up. Like it's a, it's a dividing, it's a dividing term. Yeah. It's a dividing term. And like people talk about like Eastern medicine, right. You know, acupuncture and herbs and, and oils and whatever. And then Western medicine, you know, pharmaceutical companies. And I think that, I think that in my life and how maybe it's changed is I want to try to like stop thinking in such like black versus white terms and start to try to see like the gray areas and things because I think that's what India is like there's no black and white in India it's just like so everything is so intertwined and like I said there's no like right versus wrong or clean versus dirty there's no heaven and hell like so as we were like starting to talk about things, I would ask questions like, okay, so, you know, the country or the state that we're in, they worship this God named Shiva, but then they also worship all these other gods too. So, you know, what, how can they worship one God, but then also believe in all these others? And my teacher was just like, your brain is so like wired to think that, you know, there's only one and there's only one way to do everything where, the Indian culture and in in their brain is wired to think so something so completely different. And so I think that that's what I'm really going to start to try to incorporate in my everyday life is not thinking so like singular focused. That is so cool. Well, awesome. Well, do you have anything I haven't asked that you wanted to share or talk about? Um, I did want to talk about an orphanage that we visited. It's called, um, Ramana's Garden, and so you can Google it and find out a lot about it, um, but it's this awesome, awesome, like, I didn't want to go there at first because I didn't want to be depressed, but it's like the complete opposite of being depressed. 
the kids are so well taken care of. Like, I can't even tell you how happy these kids are. Um, and 90% end up going to not just get a bachelor's degree, but also a master's degree from universities in India, the UK, and America. Um, and 90%, which is crazy. And then the, you know, the 10% that ends up not going that route, just like in America, right? School's not for everybody. So the other 10% all have jobs that they are interested in and that they are focused on. So 100% are completely off of the streets. Um, and so it was so cool to get to see those kids. And it was so, I mean, I can't even tell you like the love that they have in their heart and how open they were to not just accepting us, but accepting each other. Um, I mean, it's 30 kids living together. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just a, it's just an awesome, awesome place. And so I highly recommend doing anything you can to go there and to see it or to sponsor a child. Um, they don't get any funding from the government, from the Indian government. So it's all on their own. So it's an awesome place. That's so cool. Well, it sounds like a really good experience overall. Yes, it was really good. But we're happy you're back. I'm happy I'm back too. Good. Well, what's your one good thing, even though you're a little grumpy this week? <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanksgiving, because I think that it's a good thing that we're not going anywhere because Des and I are just going to go out to eat. We have a reservation at um, a restaurant out here that is open on Thanksgiving. And so it's just going to be us two. And then um, the rest of the day, I'm just going to, you know, get my life back in order. Perfect. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to Thanksgiving. We have started a new tradition since I moved to Seattle, kind of with the new generation that we've kind of developed out here slowly. <laughs> But um, it is going to Suncadia to eat a buffet. Awesome. <laughs> it's a lot of fun and it's really good. Perfect. Cool. Well, a lot of things to be thankful for. But thank you guys. See yeah, you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.